0: When all I feel is fear inside, I don't wanna open up my eyes. Lord, I know I'm nothing at all. When I'd rather do anything than open up my mouth and speak. Deep in my heart I hear you call. And silence is the warmest place to hide. Would you give me courage and bless the words of this speaking wise? Hi guys, it's Mandy with the Speaking Wife podcast. Oh my goodness, we are all the way in August. That doesn't even seem possible, but wow, was July a rough month. There are some times in life when you literally cannot stop and make a list of everything that happened or everything that you needed to sort through in one month because you get depressed just thinking about it and you've already done it. (laughs) So it's not even that you're dreading it, it's that you realize everything that happened. My goodness. Anyway, I kind of thought it might have just been our family because of losing our precious grandma at the beginning of the year and everything that we've kind of walked through because of that. But the more people that I've spoken with, the more people have let me know that July was just rough on a lot of people. It was so exhausting emotionally and mentally. My goodness. So we are in August and I think that stepping into August has almost brought a wave of okay, we've got through the month of July. We survived even though we didn't think that we would and now everyone's adrenaline is kind of crashing and that's really a bad thing whenever now we need to be gearing up to get ready for the school year. This fall we are going back to homeschooling as I've mentioned before so we're getting curriculum ordered for the kids and getting things ready around here, kind of getting a some sort of schedule going already, trying to get into a rhythm of things, and um, we're really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it more than I thought I would be, and the boys are very, very excited, and I really wasn't expecting that, but this uh, feeling of just exhaustion and kind of wanting to lay down and not do anything for forever has been something that is not helping in preparing for getting the school year rolling in about a month or so. So, if you're feeling that way, whew, you're not alone. The end of the summer blues are hitting or just pure exhaustion is setting in. But all of that and all of the emotion, all the things that we've walked through over the past month has really brought something to my attention in myself that I was going to talk about a little bit today. And that's choosing to have a teachable spirit. That is really Difficult for me when I am exhausted and I'm feeling worn down emotionally or I'm feeling kind of strung out mentally and not really being able to get a plan together in my mind because I've got so many different things pulling on me in so many different directions. And it's hard for me to have an attitude of being willing to learn or being willing to accept instruction, being willing to maybe analyze what I'm doing and see if there are flaws in my reactions or in the actions that I'm taking every day. It's really difficult to do that when you're really really exhausted. And that's something that I have learned is not something that's just going to happen by itself. I'm not going to automatically come to a place where I'm not tired and I feel, you know, strong enough or I feel together enough. Or I feel prepared enough for instruction. It's something that often comes when you expect it the least. When you want it the least. And choosing to have a teachable heart. Choosing to have a teachable spirit. Is something that it, it has to be a choice. I know I said choosing to have a teachable spirit. So that would imply that it's a choice. But I cannot emphasize that enough. That it is such a choice in, in me and in my life. It never just happens. I'm never just teachable. I'm never just willing. I'm never just humble. I'm never accepting of others' opinions. That doesn't just automatically happen. And for a long time, I really, really felt like that that did for a lot of people. That there were just some people born with an attitude of, of, being able to learn easier or being able to be a little more humble, and you're going to have varying personalities, but the older that I'm getting, the more people that I'm talking to and figuring out the way different people process things, that fascinates me in so many ways, but I'm learning that there is no one that enjoys correction, naturally enjoys correction, because all of us like to feel like we're doing things the right way, and all of us like to feel like we really have the answers. And so if someone rubs us the wrong way, even if they're not meaning to, if someone's trying to give constructive criticism or helpful advice, whatever category they think it might fall under, we can still bristle at just the suggestion that maybe we need to examine the way that we're doing some things. And so whenever I'm struggling with that in my heart and in my own mind, my first reaction is to try to find an excuse for my behavior or my reaction to this person person's actions instead of trying to figure out if what I'm doing is wrong. I want to figure out what they're doing is wrong. I want to find a way to dismiss any kind of impact that, or advice that they might be trying to make on me. And so when I'm trying to do that, because my life is centered around Christ, I will often go to the Word of God. To seek justification for myself. Now, if you've never done that before, bravo. I wish that I was more like you. But a lot of times when I am going to the Word of God, I will find myself in a place of haughty attitude where I am truthfully looking for something to justify what I'm feeling, to give me the right, so to speak, to have this attitude with someone or to have this attitude about this area of my life. And the more that you get into the Word of God, the more you learn that He is calling us to be in a place that is willing to accept instruction. That's not saying that we have to do what everyone says and we have to bend to everyone's will and we have to constantly be a doormat. That's not what I mean. Having a heart that is willing to accept the possibility that maybe you could learn something. That's really difficult for me. I've tried to pinpoint why i think that it's because i've always felt very inferior to basically anyone i've always felt like that i wasn't smart enough or that i wasn't good enough that i hadn't had enough schooling i've always felt these things you put me in a room with basically anyone and i will begin to feel like i don't measure up in some way or another very shortly And because of that, we can kind of go into defense mode or I can go into defense mode and I cannot want to accept that they might have something that could make my life better because I'm already feeling so less than. And so recognizing that in myself has been something that has helped a lot with me realizing that most of the time when I'm feeling a bristling in my attitude, that it's going to be coming from me. It's not coming from another person. It's coming because I'm having an issue inside. I'm having a problem inside because I'm already feeling like I'm inadequate, even if no one has said anything that should make me feel that way. So when I'm reading in the Word of God and I'm trying to find ways to justify myself, all I find are things that are telling me I need to fix what's going on inside of me first. And there's, there's this question that we get so tired of our kids asking, and it's, why? I don't know if you have children, if they've gone through this phase of why, 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 why everything, why, you know, we're going to sit down at the table, why, well, because we're going to eat, why, well, because we need food, but why, well, our bodies won't, will cease to exist without food, why, you know, if you go through this phase with a child, there's just about nothing more exasperating than that, because as we've grown, we've learned some things that just seem like. Just basic, you know, everybody knows this, but they really don't know. So they'll go through this phase of every single thing is why, why, why? And if you're really lucky, you'll have at least one child who asks because they know it's driving you crazy. So they're not asking to actually learn. They're just asking to drive you crazy. Anyway, that's the question that comes to my mind when I'm feeling this, this, not condemnation, but this gentle pulling on my heart that says, you need to be willing to entertain the thought that maybe you should be doing something differently. And my first question is going to be, why? Why should I entertain this thought? What is the purpose? Am I just supposed to feel stupid all the time? Am I just supposed to feel like I don't have all the answers? Am I just supposed to feel like that I can't survive on my own? Am I supposed to feel inadequate all the time? Is this why I need to accept teaching. Is this binding need to accept instruction? But when you go to the Word of God, it's because this is going to bring life to our life. The Bible literally says that the understanding will be the life. And so there's so many scriptures and Proverbs. You guys, I started trying to make a list and it was just completely impossible, completely impossible to make an actual list of all of the different places in the Bible that talk about why we need to be teachable, but especially in Proverbs, it's just scripture after scripture, verse after verse, why we need to be willing to listen and to be willing to humble ourselves. And just like I said, entertain just the smallest thought that maybe there's something that we need to learn, and there's just a couple of verses that I was going to read in there. I'm trying to pull it up really quickly, I normally already have it, have my Bible turned to it, and I've been listening right now for my children. I keep expecting them to come around the corner at any minute. My husband is working late, and when that happens normally, they don't really want to stick to their bedtime. They like to stay up and say good night to dad, and when he's not going to be home for hours, that can be really difficult. So, it's in Proverbs chapter one, and there's three different verses I wanted to read in there. The first verse is verse five. It says, a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. I like that verse because it's, it's giving an action on the part of me. I need to attain unto wise counsel. I can't just sit around and expect wise counsel to come to me, but I have to move towards attaining that that wise counsel. I have to go after that. And that's something that my husband and I spoke about a couple of weeks ago when we were just sitting on the couch talking about some things. And I said, you know, I don't feel like our marriage would have made it had I not been willing to lay aside what people thought of me, lay aside the the already traveled roads in our group of friends and everything like that, and actively seek out the things that we needed in our marriage, the things that I needed. Because there were some things that I needed to learn. There were some things that I needed to unlearn and I had to purposely put myself in a place to be teachable about these things and it was very, very difficult and it was overwhelming. It was discouraging because I wanted the answers to just come easily. I wanted them to just appear in my comfort zone, and that's not how it worked. I had to seek out that wise counsel. I had to start listening to podcasts that would encourage me to stop looking so much towards what I wanted, but to see what my husband needed, to see what my family needed, and to see what Christ was calling me to be in our marriage. And that was really difficult for me because I wanted to just set in a place Of demanding that he fix himself before I even put in any effort to fix myself. And I've always, he's always been a wonderful guy, but he's still a guy. He is a human. I am married to a sinner. He's married to a sinner. Without Christ, we will not be able to love fully. We don't have the ability. Because we are broken people living in a broken world and only through Christ will we come to that place where we can be made whole so we can wholly love those around us. So putting ourselves in a place of being willing to humble ourselves and say, you know, I might not have all the answers for this one. That's something that this scripture is calling us to do, that we attain the wise counsel. The second verse is in the same chapter, chapter 1, verse 28, and it says, Then shall they call upon me. So, between verse 5 and verse 28, it talks about being willing to accept counsel. And it goes into describing what happens to people that are not willing to accept wise counsel, that don't have a teachable attitude, that don't have a heart that wants to admit, like I said, maybe there's a possibility I need to learn something. So after it describes these people that are not willing to take counsel, it says what's going to happen to them. And in verse 28, it says, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. So it's saying that in these moments when we could have learned, when we could have humbled ourselves and accepted counsel, we refused it. We pushed it away. And because of that, when the time comes that we become so desperate, we will not be able to find him. We will not be able to find the help that we need. And then in verse 33, it says, but whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That reminds me of the verse that says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And how I've talked about that before where when we don't understand something, we tend to fear it. But whenever we begin to go into this topic or we begin to study this thing and we learn about the magnificence of Christ, we learn about His mercy and His grace and His love that reaches so much farther than we can that we begin we begin to experience that peace and when we become where when we begin to learn more about Christ and we become filled with wisdom from his word and his ways then that peace starts to come in so what was once fear becomes wisdom and leads us to peace and understanding of his word that amazes me And so, I'm reading over this in in Proverbs 1, and there's so many things to read about. And so, I thought, well, I'm just going to jump over and find a couple more scriptures. And there were just too many. There were just so many in Proverbs. I'm reading, and I'm trying to just narrow it down, and there were just so many. And so, the only other one that I'm going to read is Proverbs 6, verse 17. And it says, A proud look and a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. These are the things, this is the beginning of the list of the verse that says, these six things doth the Lord hate. There's That's not a word that God throws around all the time. And whenever he says that he hates something, it's something that I want to take very, very serious because if I believe that he is good and that he has the best for me, that he loves me, that he can do more than anyone else, that he can reach farther than anyone else, and I do, I believe all of those things, if I believe that he is holy and that he is righteous and he's worthy of my very best. When I read things like this, I need to take it seriously. When he comes out with such a strong word that says that he hates something... And he hates a proud look. It's the very first thing that's mentioned. So when you're going through this book, this book of Proverbs, and it starts in chapter one, and it's going all the way through talking about accepting wisdom and cherishing wisdom and seeking after wisdom, preparing your heart to receive wisdom. There's so many different things that it says in these chapters leading up to chapter six here. And then it says that he hates a proud look that's something that this is trying to get a point across to us here. If this wisdom and this understanding is going to bring life to our life, if it can bring us to life, this is something that we should be really paying attention to. And so my first reaction, like I said before, is going to be, well, if everyone else would say it nicer, or if everyone else would find the right time, Or if everyone else just understood what I was going through, it's always about everyone else. I don't want to take any personal responsibility for accepting wisdom. I don't want to take any personal responsibility for choosing to humble myself and be willing to admit I might need help or I might need instruction. I definitely don't want to go seek it out because what if someone finds out I don't know something? What if someone finds out that I don't have the answers? How stupid am I going to look? How ignorant am I going to look? All the things that we say to ourselves. So we allow these roadblocks in our own mind to come up and keep us from seeking out the help that we need for life to be brought into our lives. It's something that is convicting in my heart and my spirit because I've learned Through different ways that I have reacted to things and having to relearn some things and unlearn some things that it is possible for me to build up a resistance to instruction. And when I do that, I cut myself off from the help that I'm going to need in desperate times there are moments when I don't want to accept instruction. I don't want anybody else's opinion. I don't want anybody else's ideas because I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm emotional. I'm stretched thin. I feel like I'm already barely holding it together. And instead of seeing the instruction or the criticism, what whatever it's wrapped in, sometimes people do say things wrong. Yes, they do. It's my job to find the good out of what they said, if there's any to find. But if I can choose to say, you know what, I'm gonna see this instead of something that's going to make me more overwhelmed, I'm gonna see this as an opportunity to learn something that might make my life easier. If I do that, then even if they came to me in a bad spirit, even if they came to me with a wrong attitude, I am still winning. I'm still the one that's going to come out the winner in this situation because I can get stronger. I can get better. I can get wiser. I can have life added to my life. And that's something that I want. I don't want to be so sure that I have all of the answers and so sure that I know everything that there is to know. That I cut myself off from real wisdom and understanding. And that's something that I'm striving for daily that is not easy. And the first thing that was not easy was to admit that it was even a problem for me because I wanted to think that I was just a good person with a good attitude and ready to accept instruction and willing to admit that I needed help. And I'm not, I'm not that person. That's something that I have to choose to do, that it has to be an active thing in my heart and in my mind that this is something that is not just going to happen. This is something that I'm going to choose every day to allow to happen. And when I first realize that the problem is in me, that my receptor's off, so to speak. I'm married to a mechanic, so every now and then that kind of stuff will get thrown in there. (laughs) But my ability to receive, my receptor is blocked here because of my own hurt, my own attitude. I might have legitimate hurt. I can tell you right now, I feel like I do. I might have legitimate issues with people. I might have legitimate hang-ups with situations. But when I walk away from the situation refusing to learn, refusing to accept any voice besides my own or a voice that pats me on the head, when I walk away with this attitude, I'm the one that's missing out. I'm the one that's missing out on the peace and the understanding and the wisdom that can come from being willing to accept instruction. So when you stop looking at it as, well, now they're going to win because I'm admitting that I might need help, and you begin to look at it as, I want to be stronger. I want to be better. I want to know more. I, won't, I don't want to just live. I want to thrive here. I want to become excellent in what I'm trying to do. My boys need me to be willing to accept wise counsel. They need me to be willing to lay my pride down and look for wise counsel. It has not always been easy for me to find, and that's something that was, I I wanted it come wrapped just right in the package that I was looking for and with a bow saying, this is for Mandy, and it just wasn't that way. I had to be willing to put myself out there to ask for advice, to seek out advice. I've mentioned over and over the Focus on the Family podcast, their daily podcast podcast, saved my marriage. I do believe it saved my marriage because I needed real and practical help. I didn't need platitudes and I didn't need someone patting me on the head. I needed help and sometimes that meant I needed someone to say, stop it. Stop looking for everything to be perfect out of him while you don't deal with anything inside yourself. Stop refusing to learn, refusing to accept instruction while expecting your husband to be willing to change at every turn. I needed someone who was willing to speak the truth in love and I had to choose to accept the truth and apply it to my life for real. Not just nod and think, well, yeah, that's true, and then go on behaving the same way I always had. A lot of things that I had to change, I didn't like that. I didn't like changing him. I didn't like changing the actions. I didn't like changing the attitudes. I didn't like changing the company I was keeping. I wanted to keep everything the same while he fixed himself, and then our marriage would be good. But not only has my willingness to accept instruction slowly but surely, it has changed our marriage. It has changed my relationship with Christ. It's changed my ability to be a parent. And there, because of the progress that I've seen that's, that feels so small, it gives me hope and it gives me courage to keep moving forward for more. I want to be willing to accept instruction now because I'm seeing the fruits of being willing to be humble and seek for that instruction, to seek biblical counsel, to seek after wisdom. I'm seeing the fruits of that in my heart and in my reactions to things. So I know that if I can do better now, then I can get even better and I can be even stronger. But I first have to always keep in view, always at the forefront of my heart and my mind, that before I fix anyone else, before I get anyone else to be perfect, I have to first recognize that I have to choose to accept instruction. I have to choose to accept wise counsel, even when it hurts, because it will hurt. (laughs) Sometimes it will feel like a slap in the face. And you can have someone saying something the most loving way possible. And when you have decided in your own heart that you don't need help, you don't need instruction, and everyone is just out to get you, It will feel like a slap to the face. And in that moment, you will have to choose what you're going to do with it. Because then the truth is, down the road, when you needed to listen to that and you didn't, and you're faced with devastation, you won't be able to say, no one told me. It will come down to you and you alone that had the moment, had the opportunity of biblical, wise instruction, and you chose to walk away from it. I have done that in my life, and I have faced the consequences, and it's not fun, and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to learn from my mistakes the first time, and there have been times when people have said things to me that a good 95% of what they were saying was malarkey, but if I could search for that nugget of truth that was in there, and I could become better, because I was gonna to choose to focus on the one thing that I could actually make applicable to my life, then I can get stronger. So we can dismiss everything. There's an old saying that's called throwing the baby out with the bathwater. When they used to have to bring water in and bathe the babies with water they had carried in from outside, and they would always say, Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw everything out just because there's a few things that you don't like or you can't use or that's getting in the way. There's something precious in there that you can learn from, that you can grow from if you will allow it to happen in your heart and your life. But it is 100% in your hands. It's 100% in my hands. What am I going to choose to do with those moments that sting? Am I going to become stronger? Am I going to become better? Or am I beginning am I going to become bitter? Am I going to choose to believe that everyone's out to get me or am I going to choose to learn what I can from any opportunity that I'm given? As easy as it would be and as much it would feel much better to just go ahead and keep pointing fingers and blaming other people. I don't want to be the person that I am today forever. I want to be stronger. I want to be kinder. I want to be more compassionate. And the only way that that happens is if we examine what's going on in our own hearts and we are willing to admit that we need to change. I can't believe I made it a full 26 minutes without my kids hollering at me. I can't believe the dog hasn't barked and I can't believe no one has come to the door. So we're going to cut this off right now. I'm so excited that we actually got to do a podcast two weeks in a row. And hopefully I'll get to follow that up next week with another podcast. I hope that y'all are having a wonderful first week of August and I hope that as you're getting ready for school you remember that there are more important things in life than getting everything checked off the list and that you're not alone. You have someone who loves you especially you have someone who died on a cross for you so you would know there was always hope no matter how hopeless you feel. hope y'all have a wonderful evening if you're listening to this in the evening and I can't wait to talk to you again.